Welcome to Leading Behind the Scene. I'm your host, Gwendolyn Young, the go-to business and operations consultant for six-figure CEOs who are ready to greet their next level of growth. And I'm ready to share tools, strategies, and tips to help you excel in your business and your life. If you're a service-based entrepreneur, be sure to join me each Thursday. Find me on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And don't forget to follow the show on your favorite podcast player so you never miss an episode. And if you love the content, leave me a rate and review. Now let's get into today's episode. Hey, hey, everybody. It's Gwendolyn Young here from your virtual admin expert and welcome to Leading Behind the Scene, your weekly dose of inspiration to equip you to excel in business and life. So we are continuing this month to talk about persistence staying the course and making it happen no matter what. So tonight I am talking to the Michael Romaine. Mike is the editor and staff reporter at Wednesday Journal, and he's the founder, editor-in-chief, and publisher of Village Free Press, a completely local, independent portal of information, news, reporting, analysis, and story gathering for Proviso Township. Mike has a Bachelor of Arts degree in English and creative writing from the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign, and he is a Maywood native. So shout out to all the Maywood native folks out there. This is a special episode because Mike is the first guy to be invited to the show. I didn't know. <laughs> yes, you are. Um, so this is going to be a lot of fun, but I was really glad when he said yes, because I know he is super busy reporting all across the community on all the stories and they are so good. So I have a great time following you online. And so I know that you have a great story as well on how the Village Repress actually came to fruition. And I think people are going to be so inspired after hearing it. So Mike and I are actually cousins, (laughs) but we didn't really officially meet me until like, what, maybe seven or eight years ago, I think. And don't y'all be judging us. Stop. (laughs) Stop eyeballing us. Stop judging us. Y'all know y'all got folks in y'all family. Y'all ain't even met. So cut it out. Anywho, I don't even remember. What what was our first meeting? Do you remember? I was actually thinking about that myself. I don't. I I was trying to think if I if I met you before or after I started writing before I got. It was definitely before. It was before. Yeah, because I actually. So yeah, we did meet before, and I think you know what it may have been. When I was working doing this, that family newsletter that we did. That's what it was. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. Yeah. And I think you were like, yeah, this is, this is pretty impressive. Let me connect. So, it was so dope. That's exactly what it was. We had, why did we stop doing the family newsletter? That's a good question. I just, I got tired of it. And then I, I, <laughs> I think it, I think we were supposed to, I could, because somebody else was doing it. Another family member was doing it. And then Bonnie, our cousin. That's uh, right. She's like the family historian. She turned it over. Well, no, I was like, I want to, I, I can do this because I, I, my time was pretty free at the time. And I was just working with my dad, really. Yep, I remember. I was wanting to transition to do more, you know, something more impactful. And so I was like, let me do this. Uh, and so I did it. And I think it was somebody else's turn at that point. I don't think 
It was. I think it was. Supposed to keep doing it, but I, I guess it was. I did it so well. Maybe you did it so well that it was like, oh, right. Mike not doing it. So whatever. <laughs> so, and it was so good because that's how we got a chance to keep up with what was happening with everybody and their kids who was graduating, whose birthday was coming yeah. up. Yeah. Family, I'm gonna need somebody to get back to doing that newspaper, but don't call me a Mike because we did. Yeah, no, okay? no, that's a lot of work. <laughs> But that's exactly what it was. And it was so good. And I was like, this is so impressive. I need to connect with him. And I remember us getting together. I think we just kind of got together. We had a session before. We met for lunch or something. Mm -hmm. And then after that, we asked you to be on the board for Cedar Hope. So you were on the board for a little bit, which was amazing. And then you, you just kept saying, like you were really looking for something to do with your time. I remember you were in between jobs, you were transitioning or something from school and you just was like, you know, I don't want to work a traditional job. I want to, you know, really get into doing something with reporting or news. And I was just like, well, create your own, right? Like do your own thing. And you was looking at me like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and I'm like, just start reporting, like do your own thing. And oh my God. Did you ever just start reporting because Village Free Press is now this whole thing recognized in the community, working with some other local newspapers? And I'm just so freaking proud of you, first of all, and so excited for what you're doing. So share with me like that journey. How did you go from family newsletter to now running a whole newspaper? Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. You know, so yeah, you you, you kind of refresh my memory about how this whole thing started and it's good that I was I was working with you all you kind of were sort of an example to follow because of mm. just you guys' tenacity and what you were doing with your business uh in 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 what you and your mom was doing with, with Seed of Hope the nonprofit. Mm. and you know quite frankly I hadn't seen anything like that in our on my side of the family the linear side <laughs> my dad is is sort of an entrepreneur so yeah. I get, I get, I, I was able to look at him to learn some things that he did, but seeing you guys and just the perseverance that you put into it, the seriousness that you put into it was really motivating. So in 2013 is when I decided to start a blog. It was just a WordPress blog. It kind of morphed from me uh, volunteering in various uh, respects. I volunteered for you all and I also volunteered. Uh, so when I was out of work, I had a sort of a disagreement with my dad about we're two totally different personalities um, are, are just as driven. So <laughs> I had to go somewhere else. And so I went to, went to move back from Peoria to move back with my mom, who was in River Forest at the time. And so I wasn't doing anything and didn't really have any plan. I would have done anything. I would have went to work at McDonald's if I could, <laughs> but I didn't want to do that. Yeah. And so I'm a person that see, I, I want to go to where a need is. And if you're, gifted enough to be in a place um, where there's need for your gift, I think it'll make space for you. That's just, I really yeah. believe that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just started, you know, volunteering and I kind of fell into the reporting aspect or the blog because I kept coming upon some various problems in the community of Maywood. So mm-hmm. my mom had eventually moved out of River Forest into Maywood back into my, my grandparents' home. And so eventually I just went and lived uh, with my grandparents too. And so that's when I realized that like Maywood doesn't have a newspaper. <laughs> it was, wow. uh, the, I think the Pioneer Press, it hadn't been in existence for like two years. It had been shut down two years prior. There was really nothing else outside of this newspaper called West Suburban Journal, which still exists 
to a certain degree online. It was uh, in print at the time. So I was like, yeah, let me. But the first thing I remember, I, I, I vividly recall kind of doing like my market, my version of market research, which wasn't hard to do because there was nothing there. <laughs> so, but it, I, I, I'm the more person, I, I don't, I don't like to duplicate things. And it, I could have, I almost didn't start because I was, I was looking at other, you know, there's this group called Neighbors of Maywood Community Organization, and they had a website and they post community updates. Um, and I'm like, well, this is, they're posting something that looks like news. So, you know, they don't need me. But if, I'm Deep glad I didn't get to see the doubt. Yeah. <laughs> Deep for comparison. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and that was before I really knew what news, you know, well, I didn't, you know, go to school or I didn't go to school for journalism and it wasn't on the newspaper. So I was kind of new to this. But nonetheless, I was like, okay, I, I will consider them my competition. I won't let that deter me from doing this. Yeah. And I can do things that they're not doing. And so I, I started writing about sort of community issues, but going where nobody else was, um, no other community journalist was going. So doing covering village council meetings and it was a race. That's around the time I started blogging and I started, you know, I interviewed every trustee in Maywood that was running. I remember that. Every I mayor. Would, I would be like, where's Mike? They'd be like, Mike, Mike riding around with the police somewhere. And yeah, I'd be yeah, like, I'd be, I'd be, like yeah, ride around, <laughs> ride along. Because, you know, who else is going to write? Nobody else is paying Maywood any attention. So it's, it was really easy to interview people and uh, talk to people, especially during an election time. It was super easy. Mm. Uh, <laughs> super super accessible. Everybody is accessible. And they see you have a, you know, somewhat of a platform. A platform. Um, and so it quickly grew in a matter of, you know, month after month, I was getting more and more readers who were new starved because there was no newspaper in Maywood or Bellwood or Broadview or, you know, virtually any of the surrounding communities in Proviso Township, except for Forest Park and like LaGrange and maybe Riverside, wow. Brookville, they have their own things. So that's how, kind of how I got into it. Uh, it was it was just me going around different places and writing about it on my blog. <laughs> That's amazing. So was there a time where you're building this business? Because now you are you are CEO, right? You are CEO, you are editor-in-chief of a growing newspaper, a, a growing news source. And was there a time where you were just like, you know what? Why am I doing this? I'm ready to give up. Like, was there a moment where there was like so much resistance or where you just was like discouraged? What made you like push through and just stay persistent to see it through? It's always that moment. <laughs> I, think I live in that moment because, the, the, I mean, one, I don't consider myself uh, uh, at the helm of something like that's grand or anything. This is still like, a, you know. Uh, Have you seen the Village Free Press? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I can I can break down what what it what exactly that that entails and and and, and kind of how I make my living doing it. But I, you know, I have flirted with the idea because at this point in my career, I I think it could be pretty easy for me to, and I've been tempted and been offered positions of wow. figures, you know. So I mean, and you, to go into like a PR position or a communications yeah. position at some local school district, um, wow, and be making ninety six thousand dollars a year um, so what made you what 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 like what's your why tell me tell me your why like well the why so my my thing is that so I don't get paid I don't get that type of compensation anywhere near it doing what I'm doing now but I would not take on a job PR job or a communications job and especially if I had to give up what I'm doing now 
mm. that amount of money because it's not enough. Because my freedom, I value way more than a hundred thousand dollars. You better come on and say something because that's showing up the truth. So yeah, so the freedom is is invaluable to me. The ability to to create my own time, and then to have autonomy over what I'm doing mm. and the work I put out, and I don't have to do any BS because a boss who may not even understand my job or how to do it like I do is feeding me a directive that I have to go along with, even if it's stupid. I um, love that. A lot of people are in jobs like that. So I think, yeah, that's why, that's why I continue to do it. Yeah. And if you, if you left, like who's going to continue to do the news? Who's going to continue well, yeah, right. to do this <laughs> No, yeah, no, there wouldn't be a, I think that's another a reason because of the, the role that it, I think I feel a sense of purpose doing it. Yeah. And it's really a, like a, a mission to me. And I think there's some upside, quite frankly, in terms of revenue, in terms of opportunities, growth opportunities um, and that I haven't begun to really tap into that I'm starting to yeah. press up about. So. That's awesome. So why do you think it's important for entrepreneurs to be persistent in the work that they do? I'm sure you've had some challenges in this building this thing. Yeah, it's yeah, it's incredibly important. One, because for my competitors example, there may be somebody who's more persistent than you and they're gonna mm. put you out of business. <laughs> so um That yeah. part would be important. Yeah, yeah. So I mean it's very important to be I mean persistence takes many forms. And I would just say just very, very practically speaking, I do this every day and take West Suburban Journal, for instance, which used to be a a, a print paper here until that didn't happen. And now my print paper, which I put out every week is, is running the legal notices wow. that bread and butter. And so that's how we pay to be in print. And, and, and that's really what, what pays it's roughly half of, I would say it's a little more than half of my gross revenue every for the last wow. two years. It's been, it's been that much, even though advertising and membership and all that stuff needs to come up. That's a big part yeah. of it. And I I got that because I simply outworked West Suburban Journal. I mean, and wow. got hired at Wednesday Journal, which is a partner organization that helps publish the paper and employs me full time because I was just a good work. And I came into a position that my publisher, my boss, had made available for me because he fired the other guy who was in it. Because <laughs> he, he just thought I was wow. the best. Wow. So, so persistence <laughs> leads to failure putting your competitors out of business, like... You want to, you, I, I'm, I'm afraid that somebody else is, is working harder than me all the time. Wow. Uh, my competitors... That's my good. Is, is, is other, other organizations beyond what's in my current market, I want to be like a New York Times. I don't want to just be Village Street Press. Okay. Okay. Wanna, I'll I, be watching. Don't, don't forget the little people. No. When when you start getting up here to the New York Times press, remember when your cousin called and be like, can you, oh, you know? <laughs> this is so amazing. So what would be your number one tip to someone who is really having a difficult time, like just pounding the pavement, staying the course and working hard? What would you say to them right now? That's a good question. Um, you can be you can be working hard toward an objective that you may necessary that you may need to discard. Um, mm. That's why I think it's really important to know opportunity and to know how to to kind of take advantage and seize opportunity when it comes. That's good. Uh, because it's a lot of people who are working really really hard, but they working dumb. 
<laughs> a lot of hard workers who, I mean, we, we, we have never been working. We've never been more productive as a country um, than we are now in, in our, you know, take home pay is less than it was 30 years ago. So, I mean, it's a lot of hard workers who are working that's, that's more the wrong objectives perhaps. Yeah. So I would say, I think it's more important to know what you should apply your energy toward. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, in, in finance, they call it arbitrage, which is basically, you know, you, you sell low and you mean you, you, you buy low and you pay high. And with what, what I was doing right now, I'm in a position where nobody else is doing what I'm doing. And I can always guarantee myself a sort of floor, a bottom floor of income um, because I'm just in a position where I've created something that's necessary in, in, in applying my talent and skills and, and hard work in an area that in which is going to pay off. Now, if I went to New York City and tried to be a journalist, it'd be a totally it'd be somewhat different. <laughs> um, so I always say, you know, work hard and work toward a clearly definable objective. For instance, I was talking to, I interviewed a, um, I, I've been able to talk to a lot of different small business owners over the course of the last month or so. And we are actually trying to build up a small business database in Proviso Township oh, that's so cool. that um, we can really create a, a captive audience who are going to be more likely to pay for advertising and more likely to buy memberships mm-hmm. and things of that nature. So we want to overserve them. We want to make them think that we're oh, vital and necessary. And, and so we want to grow a market in that. But in talking with different business owners, I've talked to small business owners who, for instance, I was talking to a restaurant owner in Maywood. One person, young, my age, an African-American girl my age, um, was in business for a few years, in business for two years, still doesn't have an accountant. Oh, wow. In business for two years without a website. But she goes to her restaurant every day and stays there for 12 hours wow. and is the hardest, most loneliest worker I know. Uh, wow. I said most loneliest, but no, <laughs> uh, the loneliest worker. I mean, that sometimes I, that's people's reality, though. Yeah, right? exactly. You know, and, and sometimes work, you know, it's, it's you're, exactly. And then I'll see, uh, talk to a business owner in Forest Park. She owns a, the Brown Cow. It, in, you know, in desperate times, like everybody else, her son decided he wants to um, start a GoFundMe for his mom, for his mom's business. In two days, they raised fifty thousand um, dollars. And so I see this, and then I go. I mean, maybe I see that. And you like missing. And so you're like, what's you know, happening you, right now? You know, yeah, exactly. So you can you can work hard, but if you don't have a network, you just spinning your wheels. Um, That's good. So. You know, hard work needs to be joined with other things like smart business practices, and smart processes, and a thought-out business plan and approach yeah. to how you want to to do things. And a and a network is really really powerful. That part, I love that because the thing about it is, if you're trying to be persistent but you're in isolation, right. it's only gonna last for so long. Yeah, you're you only going to be able to, yeah. to keep kind of motivating yourself for so long. You have to have that community of people around you. It's so important because you don't want to get so discouraged to the point where you don't continue on. But you also don't want to be working hard at the wrong thing. So that was a whole word, too. So, oh, my gosh, this was so amazing. Mike, thank you so much for your yes and spending some time with me today. 
Um, I think this was so good for so many reasons, inspirational, informative, and even just showing us from a more local view, right? Because I'm in the virtual space more than I am in the local space. So it's good to bring it down to a local level and see that these businesses have some of the same challenges, probably even more challenges in the local space than we do in the virtual space and how critical it is for businesses to be able to adapt when things like the pandemic or whatever comes our way and be able to kind of change that. Even how you talked about early on, you coming into the game, there was somebody reporting, but then you came in from a different perspective with a fresh angle, a different lens to look at things and grew that thing so large that they just kind of went on. So they probably weren't persistent either in trying to learn more about how you came in and did this thing or to reach out and partner with you. You know what I'm saying? They kind of just was probably like, oh, okay. Oh, well. So lots of gems in this, this, this here thing tonight. So thank you so much for always saying yes when I call. Beautiful people, I hope that you were inspired tonight. I hope that you were educated tonight. If you enjoyed this, which I know you did, and share it with anybody else that you think might need to hear this message. Leave us a comment. Tell us your key takeaways, your thoughts. We would love to hear from you. Be sure to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at your admin expert, and be sure to subscribe to the email list on the website at yourvirtualadminexpert.com for more tips and tools and strategies that I don't typically share on social media. Mike, tell the beautiful people how they can connect with you. I got like nine different emails, but I <laughs> info, I-N-F-O at bfpress.com is the shortest one. Perfect. <laughs> And remember to subscribe to the Village Free Press at vfpress.news. I was about to say dot com, but dot news and make a donation. Remember, this is an independent newspaper run by a young black male in our community doing some positive things. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming in. Info at vfpress.news. You were right. I don't oh, perfect. <laughs> yep, it's not news. I knew it was because I looked it up uh, before because I was like, I don't, I don't want to get it wrong. I'm so used to saying dot com all the time. I didn't want to get it wrong. Right. So, guys, that was info at vfpress.news for the email. And then the website is vfpress.news. So make sure you go visit, subscribe, make a donation, support, share it on your social medias, do all of the things. Thank you guys for tuning in and I will see you next week for another segment of Leading Behind the Scenes. Have a good night. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Leading Behind the Scenes. I hope you found some encouragement or helpful information today to help move your business and or your life forward. If you have a specific topic you'd like me to talk about or guests you'd like me to have on the show, feel free to send me a DM on Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn. I love connecting with my listeners. Also, be sure to follow the podcast so you never miss an episode and leave me a rating review. I'll see you next week.